Welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. Um, Janelle's cat is molesting me. Jenny is getting some action over there with his tail. And that sounded real gross. He, oh, he's, he's sitting, hitting he, her in the butt with his tail. Yeah, he's sitting next to me and <laughs> swinging his tail. Really oh it's so gross. No, he's um smacking my butt with his tail. It's just because I'm not petting him because my hand itches. He's like, so, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm, I'm here. here. Did you want me to? Do you want to touch me? You want to touch me? <laughs> I thought maybe you'd want to touch me more. I'm here. Then you did. So I'm just sitting here. Um, anywho, welcome. Welcome. Um, we are here at Danelle's house. <laughs> it's Thursday for us. It's I thought Tuesday. it was Wednesday for most of today. <gasps> I did too. Did you? I got real confused when I saw that um, the Wine and Crime podcast came out. Mm. I was like, a day early. What's up with that? What are you guys doing? And then I was like, oh. You're like, oh, yes, it's Thursday. I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Good, 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 good. But I knew we recorded today, so I don't know why I thought it was Wednesday, though. Yeah. Or whatever. It exactly. No, it's like Wednesday I ride horses, and I was riding a horse last night, so and it's I like went, it should have clicked. Yeah, I went to Pilates last night. What it should have clicked. Us? I don't know. Okay. We're just crazy. We've lost it. Pandemic's got us wacky. Janelle, why don't you tell us about this wine we're drinking? Oh, so this bottle box means <laughs> it's very special. It's called Natural Origins, and it's from Costco. Mm-hmm. It is a Malbec from Argentina, a 2019 blend, and it lasts for 90 days. Yeah, it does. And it's delicious. It's also rated 90 points. More Actually, it says more than 90 points. So do you think it's like 90.2? <laughs> it's probably 90.0001. I don't know. Nice. Um, so it has red and black fruit aromas with spicy notes, medium body with ripe fruit, and pleasant finish. It, I mean, all of, all of that seems true. It's good. It's good. Um, and you said this isn't, or it's the number one organic, what? You were saying it while I was in the kitchen. Mm, I read it somewhere. <laughs> oh, the world's most awarded organic winery. Mm. So it's not Costco brand. No. But I got it at Costco. No. But and I wanted just... to try organic wine. Well, It tastes I... the same. But the box is pretty. The box is pretty, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've had it open for like a week and a half now, so, and it still tastes good. Well, yeah, that's a, that's the joy of boxed wine. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, speaking of wine, I just saw on Instagram that our partner wine club, uh, Magna Wine Boutique, they are offering wine tastings at home. In the little these cute little like tester looking bottles. Yeah, it looks like test tubes. Of what wine. A, and I saw that too earlier, and I was like, how genius are these ladies? It's just real smart. Yeah, and they're, it's a really cute box set too. Yeah, and it looks like there's some crackers in there, which I'm like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Throw some crackers in. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they have the tasting notes in there, but what a like fun activity to like do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you're interested in that or anything that Magna provides, magnawineboutique.com. Check it out. Um, Danelle and I both ate in igloos this week. We did. Not real ones. Not together. And not together. <laughs> but on the same night. Yes. My experience was I went to this restaurant in technically Lakewood, Ohio, and it's called Georgetown. It's very cute and very like lots of lights and pretty. And the food was great, except the igloo and the igloo was great, except there wasn't a full table in there. It's just mm-hmm. like a coffee table situation. Mm. So I ordered the chicken Parmesan, which makes no sense. And I had to, I had to like eat it on my lap, no, which that's... is awkward. And then Todd ordered the fish and chips. Everyone else ordered appropriate like lap food, and then what's the, appropriate lap food? Like our one, fr- it was for our one friend's birthday, and he ordered pizza, like a little oh. little pizza, okay, which you can sense. sit on the coffee table and eat slices. The other friend ordered like mini sliders. We ordered full blown like dinners that you eat at a table, <laughs> and are just like trying to like cut my chicken parm like on my lap. But Fish it was and good. Chip seems easy to eat. It it wasn't. Table. It I was a like lot if of if it's real flaky and it's falling apart. It just or... was a lot on the plate, so you, it was hard to like cut and stuff. It was delicious, but it just was an experience. So, if you eat fish and chips, what kind of sauce do you use on the fish? Tartar. I really don't like sauce on it. I like just putting some lemon juice on it. Mm, okay, I like I like lemon and a lot of tartar. I don't like tartar sauce. Oh, 
you're gonna be real grossed out. Do you use cocktail sauce? Ketchup. Ew, Lots well, of it. Ketchup. I don't even like ketchup. I know, that's why I said you were gonna like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> ketchup. Now see when I was a kid and you we would get like the fish sticks in the box, mm-hmm. I would eat mine with ketchup. So that, that doesn't gross me out too much, but I feel like you can elevate that game with some I almost said cocktail sauce with some tartar sauce. Yeah, but tartar sauce doesn't taste like ketchup. It tastes better with fish. No. I'd agree. If I I like I don't mind a little tartar sauce, but oh. ketchup on. No, it I mean I like I like to drown that oh, fish that's in interesting. ketchup. What about how do you feel about ketchup and macaroni and cheese? No, that's Ooh, disgusting. So good. Ooh. A little squirt. Kenny's, Kenny's never gonna get on board with this. He <laughs> no. doesn't like ketchup. Which Hot I was sauce like, and mac and cheese. Now that I would do that too. That but seems less gross. Ketchup and it's mac and cheese is good. Like buffalo mac and cheese. Okay. Well, do you like hot dogs in your mac and cheese? Yeah. And then you it's, just add a little ketchup a with it. No. Oh wait, it's like my favorite, like, like random dinner to make sometimes Aww. in the summer, like mac and cheese, and then boil up some hot dogs my or grow up some hot dogs. Cheap dinner is uh, pigs in a blanket. Mm, yeah. Mm. Do you use crescent rolls? Yeah, crescent rolls. Then put the little cheese slice in the hot dog and roll it up. Oh, I'm getting hungry. You guys, you guys are both like real hungry because. We you keep talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are both eating skinny pop popcorn, and I'm over here like, nope. But that's because, again, I had sheets for lunch. What'd you get at sheets? Same thing I got last time. Inappropriate sliders. Mm. Although this time but you I said didn't. it's good. It, oh, they're amazing. And Kenny also vouched for mm-hmm. sheets. Yeah, sheets is delicious. You, can't, you cannot deny it. Uh, so I would suggest you, if you haven't eaten at a sheets, get your butt over there. I've had their breakfast sandwich. It was good. Surprise! Um, I did not want to eat it. Like it scared the hell out of me because it's from a gas station. Oh! And Todd's like, just try it. It's good. I'm like, I can't. No. And then I did. And I was like, oh, let me have another bite. Yeah, <laughs> it's real good. It's real good. Oh hey, what the are cat, you looking at me for? The cat's like, this woman isn't petting me anymore. <laughs> I'm telling on her. <laughs> that was me, not the cat. Um, <laughs> anywho, what else is going on? I'm wearing joggers for my jogging. I put normal clothes on today. Smart. I had normal clothes on. But halfway through the day. <coughs> I had Not normal like, clothes on until about 20 minutes ago. It's my same, like, it's my same outfit. I, I wear, like, three different outfits each week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just rotate them now. But I really feel like if we have to, go, like, start going back in the office maybe someday. I hope not. But if we do, I'm going to have to get some new clothes. Don't touch that. Is he eating your cord? <laughs> Mo, get off her shit. He's just um, really into my stuff. Nothing else is going on. No. I mean, I will say the weather in Cleveland has been a little up and down. Oh, it was like 50 yesterday, beautiful, and today it was snowing. Yeah. No, it was like 55 yesterday. It was, it was gorgeous. Beautiful yesterday. I took my dog out, Sedona, for a walk and actually got a little hot mm. in my little jacket. I yeah. was like, I wish I didn't have this jacket on. I'm in the process of ordering, possibly ordering ordering Callie a um, stroller. Oh. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm research. I'm in the research phase right now. Okay. I'll let you know how it turns have out. You, have you checked out Shoei.com? I have. Yes. Okay. I feel like they've got a great selection, but I need something for to hold a big girl. I you think know, go sh- a wagon. Well, here's the thing. Todd and I are thinking about skipping town for like a week coming up in April, and I want to go like we're thinking like the Outer Banks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able for her to like stroll on the beach with us or something. Oh, and but she's you old. A, you need a beach stroller. Well, I feel like she'll be fine. You're like a backpack that holds her. She's too heavy. She's like 65 pounds. I have Todd carry her. Why don't you just... I carried her once and I threw my back String a hammock out. between your waists. <laughs> Come on, Gally. <laughs> Jump in. We want to take her with us, so we'll see. I'll let you know how it turns out. Okay. Okay. I, we had a beach uh, wagon when we went to the Outer Banks. It worked out well. I mean, yeah. it still isn't perfect. It's not going to be like means. super warm there, so I'm not like going to like swim in the ocean, but I just need to step away for a little bit. Yeah. For oh, my own mental yeah. sanity. The ocean in the Outer Banks almost killed me. It almost took me out. Really? Because mm-hmm. the current, because the riptide? The water and the current. I got sucked it's, under. I was like, scary I'm going to die. Yeah. And then I inhaled a bunch of water. I really did think I was going to die. I didn't know which way was up. Oh, that's how that's how they get you. That's how the ocean gets you. You don't know which way's up. <laughs> she gets you every time. You think down is up. You think up is down. You're confused. I was very, and then my hat fell off and I had just bought it. I was like, no. So you have a bad experience. Yeah. The Outer Banks. Yeah. Well, oh, what's up, Mo? He's legit like, remember the Heathcliff? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Mo reminds me of, except for the long, he has short hair. But I feel like he yeah. just will eat anything. He's just kind of like a garbage cat. And I mean that <laughs> in like a nice way. Like You mean that in the, oh, is that a new sign on your door? Pets um, live here? 
So that sign has been laying around my house for two effing years. And mm. finally one day we were cleaning and I'm like, I'm just putting it up somewhere. So I put it right on the front door and Todd's like, that's where you picked to put it. I'm like, yeah, our house never burns down. They know there's pets inside. Great. And maybe it'll scare off a robber to know there's a cat and a dog in here. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Sedona so almost killed my neighbors the other day. Why? Did she bite him? No, she no. just barked at him. But they're so afraid of her. It's the funniest thing. Well, maybe she'll knock some sense into them. Maybe. They open their door and they have a basketball hoop in their apartment. Oh, naturally. Like a full-size I'm fucking sh- I wonder how the people hoop. feel downstairs from there. There aren't any downstairs neighbors. Oh. But I don't hear any... Dr- I don't think they have like a full-grown ball in there. Like, I feel like I would hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you'd hear that. I think they just shoot with like something softer, maybe? Mm. I don't... Sounds fun. I don't know, but I was like, of course... A couple of dudes with a basketball hoop. With a basketball hoop and occasionally a five. And they're afraid of your dog. Yes. <laughs> Perfect fit. I was like, what why? Match made in heaven. I mean, she's fluffy. She fluffy. She's not scary. No. Her bark's a little intense at first, mm-hmm. but once you like warm up, once she can sniff you, she's fine. That's what I told him. I said, just let her sniff you. And they like could barely do that. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Um, anything else? Should we talk about survival stories? Sure. Okay, great. Can I go first? Yeah. As As usual. As long as you think, as long as you know that I have to hold all this in my head. Do you want to go first then? You can, (laughs) because mine's all written down. No, I'm good. I totally cheated today. No, I'm good. My nose is running a little bit. Oh my God, Mo. Um, I wiped the glasses out with this. There's just water on it if you want to use it. Thanks. It's a wet, and it's wet here's because a, of the water. Here's a wet paper towel. <laughs> Wipe your nose with this. Um, so I researched my story last night, mm-hmm. and I went down a really dark rabbit hole oh, God. on YouTube. And it started with watching videos of people recording bad turbulence on their plane. No. And if you've ever, like, YouTubed that, it's terrifying. I would never Where they do come over the, like, one video I watched, the pilot came over the speaker and was just like, please pray, please pray. I mean, I would just fucking pass out if that happened and this guy's like videotaping it and everyone's um, some people are freaking out but everyone's just kind of like, like to, this is gonna be what is that the guy i went to high school with yeah tino. Hey, tino tito tino 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 yeah neighbor don't know his name tino <laughs> um okay so i feel like i would like as a public service announcement to all pilots don't ever don't come me- on the PA system and say, please pray and say, please pray or say, holy shit or any, any kind of expletive. I want you to be co- cool, calm and collected. Even if we're going, like, I want to know what's going on with the plane. We've talked about this before. Like, I want to know every detail of what's happening, but I don't want you to tell me I'm going to die or I could possibly die. Right. I want you to be, keep it positive. And I also want the flight attendants to look like they're okay too. Cause the minute they look nervous, I'm going to freak out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. That's where I started. Okay, and great. <laughs> that I, sounds terrible. Already. I had one story, and then I switched to the story just because it has more like meat and potatoes to it. Mm. Mm. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the survival story of Kevin Sullivan, who was the captain of flight QF seventy two, which is I think it's an Australian airliner. Yeah, I don't think there's I'll any say the name in here. In I'll say the name in here at some point that's the name who cares that's the name of the airliner and also all 315 of his passengers so this guy is a fucking hero 315 people were on his flight it's a big ass airplane it's a huge airplane um it was an airbus this whole time i did the story i thought it was the air max i thought i was doing a story about the air max boeing plane (laughs) turns out it's not so i have a lot of facts in here about the air max boeing which we might talk about at the end because it's a similar (laughs) once i went down that rabbit hole it's a similar system okay so just disclosure i'm gonna source myself because i don't want to be sued by anybody not that (laughs) i mean this is all not alleged but alleged okay new york times the sunday night true stories which i think is like an australian like nightline um the street fairmax oh the street and also fairmax media great all right so kevin grew up in california and he always dreamed of becoming a pilot terrible idea and in his early 20s he actually did that and became a top gun fighter pilot for the u.s navy so think like 
Tom Cruise, Top Gun shit, like Maverick, Maverick, Goose. I mean, Ice he's Man. old in these videos. I'm sure at some point maybe he looked like Tom Cruise, but we can hope. He, I in my head, they're playing beach volleyball, right, with no shirts on, right. So that's happening. He was very talented. Flew for a very long time for the U.S. Navy. Once he was kind of done with that, he also flew like a private situation in Australia for a while. Fell in love with Australia and took a job there. And then who wouldn't? Oh, uh, Qantas Airlines oh, is okay. the name. Okay, yeah, that sounds mm. familiar. Sure. Um, so he loved Australia and settled down with roots there, and he started to. Um, fly commercially for Qantas Airlines, which is the biggest passenger jet airline in Australia. Do you think that's hard for a fighter pilot to then start flying commercial? Well, in between that, he did the private flying for, I think, the the, um, Royal something. I don't know. Do you ever think they're up there, like, pretending to shoot down bogeys? Probably. (laughs) Like I mean, they're like, it's you? a video game. Like, how could you, like, I get what you're saying. Like, how could you go from one gear to another? They're very different gears in my opinion. Very, but I especially get like flying. a commercial airliner where it's like all about safety and calmness. Right. Where like a flighter jet is like. A flighter jet? Or a, fi- <laughs> a flight, a flatter jet. <laughs> fighter you know pilot. how those flatter jets are. You know those flatter jets find the U.S. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drunk yet either. That's the sad thing. I okay. like it. So he's living his best life, Good. doing whatever the fuck he wants in Australia. And I mean, he's Are working. Are you sure you're not drunk? Because you seem tipsy. I'm not. Okay, a little. Maybe a smidge. It's been a couple of days since I've drank. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> the so, words are being slurred a little more. Are they? You're a little furry. Okay. <laughs> I'm just flummy. So <laughs> it's October 2008, and they... Mo's like, fuck you. He's like... Breaking up with you. Um, it's October 2008, and they were flying from um, Singapore to Perth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is that in Australia, I'm mm-hmm. assuming? Okay. Uh, and they were about an hour from their destination, Perth, and everything's going well. They're at 37,000 feet. Our wonderful captain, Kevin Sullivan, is flying, and um, he noticed that the autopilot disconnected suddenly. Whoops. Oopsie. So he's just like, all right. And then um, a couple minutes after, like, he was trying to figure out, like, what was going on. And a couple minutes after disconnected, he heard a loud computer voice coming over the internal intercom inside the cockpit saying, warning, stalling, warning, stalling, warning, stalling. And the video is terrifying, like the reenactment. I'm not even doing it justice. So it was happening over and over again. He was like stalling. I don't understand. Like what the fuck? Like what's going on? And then he also heard another warning in addition to that, where it was like warning, overspeed, warning, overspeed. So the computer system was telling him the plane was stalling. And then it was also telling him that it was reached its max um, speed. speed. So which makes obviously no logical sense. Those are the opposite. So how can you be stalling and overspeeding at the same time? You can't. What's happening? I don't think. Um, I don't think you can. So I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can because I watched a separate interview and um, Kevin did a really good job holding a model airplane and and explaining like what was happening. So I'm going to try to visually do this right now with for the both of you. Oh, great. So this is going to be great for the listeners. It will be. Well, I'm going to try to describe it. So for the listeners, so you're in a plane, right? And you're flying Uh and the horizon's like straight ahead, but you're tilted up a little, like two degrees technically. Oh my God, you're like a genius. I'm like a pilot now. Basically. So you're two degrees tilted, like north of the horizon. Okay. Um, what was happening with his computer system is the computer thought he was tilted 50 degrees, which no. is not. So he's going like pretty much like straight up in the air, like we're, at a. We're going to Mars. Going to Mars. <laughs> and it also was the computer system was also reading that he was going as fast as he could, like we're going at this to Mars. Angle. So. <laughs> Describe what I'm doing. I'm doing, I'm, I have my arm. Like at takeoff. A, like takeoff. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. So Aww. much better. Thanks, Kenny. It's a good thing you stepped in because I was about to try and do some stuff here. <laughs> You're going to do stuff with your arms to try to explain it like yeah. me? Okay. I'm holding onto my microphone just to like stable myself. <laughs> so 
the computer being a new airliner or a new computer system was trying to like help the pilot out and fix the correction. Not helpful. So what it did was, even though he really wasn't at that 50 degree angle, he was only at a two degree angle. The plane suddenly took a nosedive. No. Because it it thought he was up here and they wanted it, wanted him down here. Mm -mm. Mm. So the control settings took over at this point. And um, he was explaining in this uh, video that, the new computer systems, they're almost programmed as like a, uh, there's a hierarchy where the computer comes first and then the pilot. Well, that's dumb. Right. So if you want to over, Mo, if you want to override something. Why is he meowing at you so much? I don't know. He's so vocal lately. Oh my God. What do you want? I don't have anything. Okay. Mo want a cookie? He loves cheese. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, right. I, I already want a cheese board. Go ahead. Um, All right. So basically, the, the, the plane started pitching downward. Like, yes. the nose went down mm-hmm. violently, very quickly, within a second. So you're going along and you're a passenger and then all of a sudden it just freaking nosedives. That is my friend Connie's worst fear. Well, she needs to listen to this episode. She's going to, and she's going to hate us now. It's going to terrify her. Yes, she will. And hate she it. should also watch the video nope, that really does a good do job. No, nope. is the Sunday Night True Story. <laughs> Don't do it, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that um, he had to actually brace himself physically against the instrumental glare shield mm-hmm. to stop from hitting the ceiling, even though he was in his seatbelt. That's how much it was nose diving and how fast it was. Oh going. my god! Can you, were there people without their safety belts on? I'm going to talk about that. In a minute. <gasps> he said the windscreens were filled with the Indian Ocean, so he, they were so far pointed down that all he could see was them plummeting into the ocean, like they were just. Okay. So, Mo. So Q. So Flight 72 is in a death dive and death spiral and refusing to let him take control over so he keeps trying to override and he cannot figure out what's like what's going on and um but there's no way that he's gonna let that he's like and he said this in the interview he's like there's no way this plane's gonna take me down like Mm-mm. i'm smarter than it i can do it like i've got training for this i'm I got smart it. enough i can do it i'm kind enough gosh darn it people like me <laughs> and he's cracking t- to the co-pilot he's like i'm trying to remain calm so i'm like cracking jokes like as much as i can like not jokes but he's trying to like make light not light but he's just trying to break do anything but not freak out um, I feel like I would do that. I feel like that would be my go-to. Well, yeah, because you're going to die. He was like, I, I didn't know what else to do. So he decides to go back to his roots and do something completely counterintuitive, which is instead of pulling back on the control stick, mm-hmm. he just lets it go, which is what he was doing, like pulling back on it, and it just kept diving more. Um, and pulling back on it obviously brings the nose of the plane up. So he just let go. And um, he said that his mil- in his military training that when something is out, when a plane is out of control, what they teach you is to release all controls to neutralize the situation. So that's what he did. And it works. The plane is no longer falling from the sky. And oh um, I have goosey bumps. Yeah. So he, he fixes it and he's like, oh, my God, thank God. Now, back to your point. Think about what's going on with the passengers. In the cabin. You guys, you're supposed to have your seatbelt low and tight across your lap when you're seated. Mm. Well, they're an hour from landing, so people are out, like, out and about, walking around, going to the restroom. It's a big plane. Like, there's 315 people on it, so um, it was a shit show. I'm sure. So um, I'm going to tell one quick story in between this. Um, Her name's Caroline Southcott. And she was coming back from using the restroom. No. And the next thing she knows Mm -hmm. or realizes is that her head is hitting the cabin ceiling. Mm. And then once it was corrected, which was a couple minutes, um, she doesn't fall back to the floor like the rest of the passengers. Her head's actually caught in the ceiling. So her head went through the ceiling of the plane, which the, the plastic that the ceiling is made out of is so thick and is like aerospace grade the uh-huh. fact that her head broke through it is just like she's in a lot of bad shape and then it, the plane evens back out and she's just hanging there by her head how so are they gonna get her out well eventually she falls oh. her, head, her head releases and she falls and hits the armrest <laughs> oh no 
And she said that all of the bones were clicking in her back. And she knew something was obviously terribly wrong. And she couldn't move. No. So um, she said she couldn't move her legs. And she said that her ankle was just hanging. Oh. Meaning like it was, oh. you know, meaning like there was only a tendon like oh, holding her ankle. It was mean. also backwards. No! <laughs> so her back is broken. And this is just one example. There are over a hundred people that are hurt on this plane because it was so, uh, there was another. You just told me someone's foot was backwards. It was backwards and she does get back to her seat and someone helps buckle her in and she takes her foot and twists it back in place herself. I don't think you're supposed to do that. No, there's another girl. She's 17 and her and her sister are in the front of it, you know, towards the front of the plane. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, she, her sister is buckled in and she's standing up. So her sister stays in her seat and they're eating and her, you know, she goes up to the ceiling. And then once the plane levels out, she falls back down and falls on her sister's fork and it goes into her arm. Whoa! So it's just pure chaos. Like these pictures are unbelievable. Um, so two minutes pass and, um, so, so care back to Caroline, she gets back in her seat. Someone helps her. She gets buckled in and she has to kind of just brace herself there with a broken back and broken ankles and legs and all these things are happening and wait until they do an emergency landing. Um, so my favorite thing would be though, if the captain came on and was like, well, it looks like we hit some turbulence. Sorry we'll about that guys. <laughs> um, well, two minutes later it happens again. No, the control, the computer just, it does the exact same thing and goes haywire. Luckily the captain's like, I know what to do now. Um, but he was like, we got to land as soon as possible because I can't put these people like this plane's going to, to crash if we just try to make it to our destination. So um, he notices to the left of, of the wing that there is a smaller airport enough for him to land to do an emergency landing. So he is able to land the plane manually. Mm-hmm. So he gets them safe on the ground. And, um, once they land, he said that the first thing he did was go back to the cabin to look at the destruction. (gasps) And he said that, um, he just lost a part of himself whenever he walked back to the cabin, seeing the faces of people and seeing the damage that was done to the plane. And he took a lot of blame for it because even though he saved these people's lives and that's not how they viewed it, he looked at it as like, I'm supposed to be like the leader here and the person that like protects these people. And he's like, I saw children with like giant contusions. Oh boy. And um, (laughs) just, I'm not laughing at contusions. I'm laughing at how Danelle said it. (laughs) And like really struggled to say that. (laughs) Correct. Um, So he just said really at that moment, he, it changed his life forever. That, that visual. And he also felt like some of the parents looked at him like, how could you do this to my kids? Even though they didn't like, that was just what was going on in his mind. Right. Um, so thankfully they had, um, emergency crew ready to go. Carolyn, for example, was rushed to the emergency surgery via flight and she had surgery on her broken back. Was she like, no, thanks. Um, I don't want to get on this flight. Right. Can you, I know it was the only option though. I know. So she dies six or seven times on the operating table. That's how severe her injuries are. And surgeons were forced to remove her internal organs. No to operate on the front of her spine. So think about your spine. They had to cut her open from the stomach, take everything out to get to this Mm. part of the spine to operate on. And then they had to put everything back together. I heard when they do that, that they don't put it back in like any kind of order. They just like slap it in there. They just throw it in there. And the body will like figure it out. Oh, And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Don't they kind of do that with C-sections? Yeah. I feel like they just kind of take everything out and then, not everything, but. With C-sections, you're just taking out the intestines, but yeah, they just chuck it it back in and your body will figure it out. I'm like, okay, if you say so. So, um, let's see. Surgeons were forced to remove her internal organs, blah, blah, blah. I said that. Okay. So against all odds, she survives because this is survivor repeat. And her body is now considered a miracle of surgical architecture. I almost thought you were going to say a Mecca. (laughs) Or a Mecca, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, her so body is a wonderland. They replaced her vertebrae with a cage and cement and bone from her hip. Mm. They just did a bunch of stuff to her. They put her back. Basically, she's Humpty Dumpty. They put her back together. Great. Um, Kevin Sullivan, the captain, didn't su- suffer any physical injuries, but the events of that day continue to haunt him. And three years 
after the accident, he made the difficult decision to stop flying. He just cannot bring himself to do it. And he just said, you hold on to those memories as if they were yesterday and it keeps playing over and over and over in your head. And he just, it's not, it's just, it's something that he just can't shake. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, he, uh, did write a book mm-hmm. and it's called no man's land, the untold story of automation and QF 72. And, um, if you want to check that out, that's his, it's his story. Um, all of the, sur- everyone on the plane survived and they truly think of Kevin as a hero and a lot of them have nominated are really pushing for him to get this like aviation awards. Mm-hmm. And this is a couple years ago. They've been petitioning for it. Um, a lot of the folks on the plane did get six figure settlements from the airline. Ooh, yeah, they did. But the employees of the airline, there's a couple stories of like the uh, flight attendants mm-hmm. who did some very like heroic things during and they just really didn't get any. They were, the one guy was offered $33,000 as a settlement. And he had, like, two knee replacements, can't really walk anymore, has PTSD. Like, he – they just – it sounds like they didn't take care of their people, is my opinion. Mm, But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing is – I won't go into all the details because this is not the Boeing Max, but it uses a similar software that's used in the Boeing. Um, In fact, it's – I think it's the same software where it's called – I'll see if I can find it here. It's called, like, Wire something. Oh, Fly-By-Wire, which basically has – the pilot tells the computer something and then the computer controls the plane where the old system was the computer told the pilot what to do and the pilot controlled the plane. So it's almost repositioning the plane is Mm. the computer's in charge essentially, which is very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then um, after this flight, the two, um, the Boeing 727 Maxes uh, crashed six months later with the same issues where basically the nose of the plane just, randomly like just went to the ocean and crashed and it was the same thing that happened but those pilots didn't know what was happening or what was going on where kevin sullivan had the wherewithal somehow to figure it out and 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 get them out of the situation and as of let's see so the the boeing max 737 which again is a different airliner but the same system similar system was just released for flying back in November of 2020. So there are they are flying the the Max Boeings now. As of January, I think American Airlines is the first to. Well, I'm to glad my first flight coming up this spring is via. I thought of you United. when I was doing this. So like, I feel like I'm gonna freak Jenny out. But no, I'm flying United. Okay. United mm. is. I mean, United has some, Shh. but they're. I don't think they're in. I don't think they're in. And you can see. You can look. And like Southwest, for example. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on the plane and be like, I need to speak with the pilot immediately. Do you know how if it starts to nosedive? Do you know that you just don't pull back on that lever? Okay. Thing right there. So if it's like you're going too fast, but you're also stalling, let go of the controls, now, and he'll be like, somebody remove this woman <laughs> from the plane. Well. A lot of all the pilots that are flying these new Boeing Maxes are getting retrained and they did implement new software and they said the problem's been fixed. It's been cleared by the um, FFA or FAA, um, not Future Farmers of America, but the FAA people. Um, Do you think when they call like tech support, they're like, have you tried restarting the plane? (laughs) Like what our tech support does. (laughs) They'll be like, can you turn the plane off and turn it back on? Does that work? And you have to reboot. That usually works, though, unfortunately. It does. Unfortunately for me, that usually I works. I just did that before I came here because my computer was being a real pain in the ass. There is a big movement in the pilots union or the pilot industry. if The pilot people? The pilot people where they really don't like the direction the aviation industry is going in where it's the computers have more control. Mm-hmm. And the younger pilots coming into the industry rely on the computers too much so the older like more mature more seasoned pilots are like listen this is a problem like down the road we're going to see more crashes and they're anticipating that it's gonna be more of a problem so we'll see how that but that's just there they don't they don't want the computer to have all the control because it can malfunction like in this case so so that is the survival story of kevin sullivan and 315 uh survivors from flight um 72 yikes that was that was really good but it makes me not want to fly it also makes me want to throw up when i think about my ankles and i would also like to mention that every time i go down the stairs now my left knee pops (gasps) the whole every step it's like step with my right foot 
stuff with my left foot. My right hip does that. And it's that. like, and I'm just like, I'm going to throw up. And it's Maybe my you body. you should go to the doctor. No, no. I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to the allergist soon. So we can talk about cats. Yes, cat stuff. Cat stuff. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. Oh, shit. I know. You got it. You're the best okay. at just, so Jenny again has no notes. Or my phone or anything. Or your phone or at anything. Yeah. I don't know why my hands are, I woke up this morning. Do you want to go hand, wash them real quick? No, it's not the cat. My hands have been itchy for like, like I woke up last night with my hand itching. Like I had to put like um, Neosporin on it. Hmm. Anyway. Might just Is it flaky? Let's diagnose you. Just like a little bit. Oh. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Um, I wonder what that sounded like. I guess I'll find out when I listen to this back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I did another Charisma Carpenter mm-hmm. special. <laughs> I love these. Uh, so what's it, what is it called? Surviving Evil, I believe I is the so, name yeah. of the show. Um, I'm going to get my money's worth yeah, out of this are. shit. I paid $14.99 on YouTube for this shit. And damn it. I'm going to use every penny. Mm-mm. Okay, so I don't have my notes, so I didn't write down like the episode, and the, but it's season one. I can tell you that because that's the only season I bought. <laughs> um, and they don't give her last name, so we're going with first names here. Okay, and that means Kenny, I'll send you uh, the I, I don't know what I'm gonna send you because I don't know her okay. last name, but stay tuned. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna burp. Okay, her name is Amy. Okay, okay, um. I knew I was going to do this. It's okay. She's in Connecticut. Okay. East Coast Amy. East Coast Amy. She's in Connecticut. She's in, is it Newport Harbor? Is that sure. in Connecticut? It's I near, mean, it's near Yale. My knowledge of Connecticut is very Yale. vast. She said Yale. Okay. Okay. So she lives in like a suburb and then she goes into town and she works as a waitress at a local restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, she was always, you know. Is she in college or is she just. It didn't like, really say lives near college town. I think she just, li- I don't think she was going to Yale. Okay. I think she just lived near a college town, was working at this restaurant. Um, she had finished her shift. And a lot of times when she finished her shift to make extra money, she would stay mm-hmm. and um, help at the bar. Okay. So she could make extra tips and Been stuff. Been there, done that. Yeah. So um, she stayed late until closing. And because it was a bar and a restaurant, uh, it did stay open until two because this was before the pandemic. <laughs> This was 2009. And you could go to a bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she stayed after and she was helping close up and she was about to leave and she was so excited. She was like, my feet were so sore. I my bet. back Those was so sore. dogs are barking. It sounded like she might have even worked like a double basically, oh. which you know that's the worst. And she just was like, I never understand this, but you tell me. I, She was like, I couldn't wait to get home. It's 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. She said, I couldn't wait to get home and get in the bath and go to bed and I was like a bath at 2 a.m yeah I mean I feel like yeah in the restaurant industry you might want to like shower real quick before you jump in bed I would I would rinse off first just because I would smell I would feel like I would smell like restaurant restaurant yeah but I think a good soak in like a glass of wine just to unwind but at 2 a.m I mean I don't know she's probably young yeah at this time it didn't say what her age was she's young and she's up so she's probably gonna have like a couple sips or maybe she's gonna like you know hang out in the tub I don't know whatever whatever it's 2009 she had a cell phone maybe she was like texting a boy I don't right. know whatever she's like snap and chatted I'm not there was no snapchat oh shit <laughs> and there was definitely no tiktok <laughs> um okay so she's like so jazzed to just get going mm-hmm. and um there's a guy there named Angel and he's a dishwasher okay and he's like super quiet and he actually I don't think he speaks a ton of English to be honest okay and um, I do know his last name. Shocking. Good job. <laughs> no, no, no. They actually, like, oh, when they did this. I think you remembered it. No, on, on this, her name only says Amy. Hmm. I think she didn't want her full name. They tell you his last name. It's Hernandez. So, um, anywho, he doesn't speak a lot of English, but he comes up to her and he says, I'm really sorry, but can you give me a ride home? And she was like, ugh. It was, she's like, it was the last thing I wanted to do. Like, but I you just do it because we're polite women. Mm-hmm. I would have done it too. I, I would have too. Because it's someone you work with too. You're like, right. You're going to yeah, have them. Like I work with you. I mean, we don't talk much, but like, but you're harmless, right? right. Like you're the dishwasher guy. It's fine. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So they go get in her car and they start to drive. And again, I believe because he doesn't speak much English or maybe he just is a shy person. I can't really say. She said it was very quiet in the car. He was just like telling her which way to turn. Like okay. when he would, she would get to like a road Seems or a normal. light. 
And she said, but then it started getting weird because oh. it almost seemed like he didn't know where he was going oh. to get to his house hmm. or where he lived. And she was like, it was very strange. And then all of a sudden I noticed that we had been driving around for half an hour and we're not to his house yet. And she said, and I would be pissed. Not only did oh. I just work like 15 I hours have, and I smell like a French fry. I have now a you're wasting my time. I have a story about that anecdote. Um, cause I got to lighten this story up a little bit cause it yeah. gets real intense. So one time I was out at a bar on West sixth when West six was like the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like for people that don't know, that's like where you would go like clubbing, clubbing, like booty bouncing. I yeah. mean, I never, I didn't live in Cleveland during those years of my oh. life, but I did go once we moved up here and I was like over that scene by that point. I was just like, get me. Oh, out. I was fully into but in that college. Scene. It would have been amazing. Yes. So yes. Continue. Okay. Oh, no. So I, um, I met a guy and he was like, Hey, can you drive me home? I, I'm staying with a friend in Lakewood. Cause he was like in from out of town. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Cause I like, and were you guys like hitting it up on the dance floor? Yeah. Like, we were like talking and chatting. We hadn't like made out. He bought you like a lemon drop. Yeah. Like whatever. Like a buttery nipple. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. I love buttery nipples. <laughs> it was like. You know what my favorite you thing were, was? You were sipping on a Midori Sour. Um, sometimes people, when I was at clubs, like to buy me a slutty, a redheaded slut. Because uh-huh. they were like, oh, those I were got... not good. No, but they bought them for me because I had red hair. I was like, you can yeah. go fuck off is what yeah. you can do. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, you know, 20 something and kind of like feeling myself. So I was yeah, like, you're like, yes, mm. let's do this. <laughs> I don't remember his name or anything else about him. He was cute-ish. So we go get my car and... You know, I was obviously sober enough to be driving, so I had my wits about me, and we were driving, and we, same thing, we drove around for, like, fucking 30 minutes. you're so lucky. And I was like, dude, I know you don't live here, and you're just staying with your friend, but, like, you need to, like, figure out where you live. Eventually, I got so pissed, I pulled over at a 7-Eleven, and I made him get out of my car, and he's like... My cell phone's dead. And I'm like, too bad. I'm like, they have a payphone and slushies. Good luck. <gasps> Good for you. And then I left. So you're not just a play woman. No. I got goodbye. so pissed at him. You're like, goodbye, you're ruining my night. <laughs> goodbye. I really just wanted to make out in my car for a little bit and then drop you off. But Did you no. make out with him at all? No. 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 Because I got so pissed at him for being yeah. an idiot. I mean, before you went. No. Like for the okay, no. But my friends loved. They called him the sh- the slushy guy from then. <laughs> They're like, whatever happened to slushy guy? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. I hope he found his way home. I'm sure he did. Anywho, Mo. Mo is very vocal. Okay, back to the story. Back to Amy and Angel. So she finally stops the car, just like I did, except mm-hmm. for it wasn't a Seven Eleven. It was just they had they had turned up in a very well-to-do neighborhood. Okay. And she was like, there's no fucking way he the lives dishwasher here. from the restaurant I work at lives here. Unless he's like 16 and it's his parents' house. Right. That was not the case. And so she's like, what's happening? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So they go a little bit further. And then um, she basically is like, okay, like, do what's you not know deal? where you're like, what are we doing? And um, I'm scared. You should be. He reaches over and pulls the keys out of the ignition. Oh. <gasps> And then he gets out of the car and she is sitting there like so confused happening. Yeah. He walks around the front of the car, opens the driver's door and punches her in the face. Oh my God. How rude. And she is like, I, I've never been punched before. She's like, especially by a man. No, she's like, it it felt like I got hit by lightning, which I'm like, it felt like I got hit in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like I got punched, which was like what happened. (laughs) No, she said it felt like I got hit by lightning. She's like, everything went white. My ears were ringing. She's like, I didn't know what was happening. Like, why did this? (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Now I'm getting drunk. So (laughs) she, she tries, she tries to escape. So she tries to like get out of the car and push past him, but he grabs her and he starts just like beating the shit out of her. What the frig? So then she makes her way. She's like, while he's doing this, she's she tries to call nine one one, right? Mm-hmm. And he grabs the phone and he throws it on the ground and she sees it shatter. <gasps> and so she's like, "I saw it shatter under the lights. It was glistening." And she was like, "Oh no!" But then she remembered she had an old cell phone in the um, console, the console of her car. I, I like how I did a, a motion and I was like, "The console, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the exactly middle, where you're the talking. middle thingy in your car." 
um, which is where I keep all of my junk. Correct. Me too. <laughs> well, apparently she also keeps her junk there, including old cell phones. I think most people do. I don't keep old cell phones in there though. Maybe I should. Cause no, this but is it's what not, happens What next. year is this? 2009. Yeah. So she gets in her car. That's when cell phones were like a hundred dollars and now they're like a thousand dollars. Right. Oh yeah. And then they used to be free. Okay. That's another rant. So she like runs to her car. She gets inside. She locks the doors. Good. She grabs the other cell phone that she had. She's like, please Lord turn on. So she turns it on and a lot of cell phones, I think all cell phones, if you dial 911, you don't need to have service on that phone. Oh, you I didn't know that. Yeah. You can dial 911 from any cellular device huh. and it'll connect you. Okay. You're all welcome for that tidbit. Good to know. Um, so she calls 911. It connects. And the, the operator is like, what's your emergency? And she's like screaming into the phone like, this guy's attacking me and da, 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 da. And um, she's, he's like, well, what's your location? Well, she's been driving around for half an hour. She has no clue where she is. Yeah. And back then they don't have the tracing capabilities. Right. So she's just like yelling, I don't know. Can't you find me? And they like can't. So she's now on the phone with 911 and she's like, okay, I got to just leave. So she goes to turn the car on and she looks down and she realizes, oh shit, he took the keys out of the ignition. So she looks over and Angel, like a creepy motherfucker, is standing outside the window with the keys dangling them. Oh, that just gave me chills. Like a serial killer. Like he's going to kill her if if he gets his hands on her again. Yeah. So then they play the game, which you've probably played if you have siblings, where the, he unlocks the door. She locks it again. He unlocks the door. She locks it again. He unlocks the door. She locks it again. <laughs> like just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So she's I like, would have a heart attack. She's freaking, and he's punching the window to try and break it. So good thing there's tempered glass, you guys, because he probably hurt his hand more than he hurt. Oh, I know. Then he hurt the window, but she thought he was going to bust through. Yeah, it. I would too. Well, Sick eventually up. he unlocks it quick enough and grabs the handle so quick that he pulls it open. He pulls her out of the car and he just starts beating her again, like hardcore. He then aren't ta- these like fancy people around? Like, in this well, at this point, I think they stopped in a fancy it's neighborhood, two in the but morning, they were though. like, yeah. Well, at this point, it's probably like three. three. So, um, and I think they had kind of pulled off into an area where there weren't houses. Okay, so he, they're not like sitting right in front of like a fancy house. No. Then he grabs her by her head Mm-mm. and pulls her into the back seat of her car, where he proceeds to rape her. Mm-hmm. And she, at this point, is kind of like so exhausted from being beaten so right badly that she's just kind of like just fucking get it over with yeah like let's whatever so but she was screaming no and get off me and all that stuff but like at that point it was just kind of like fine maybe this is what he wants like this is what he wants let's and maybe just... he'll leave me alone afterwards right. so then um he gets in the driver's seat when he's done and he shoves her head between the seats like you know how the front seats are like yeah and then there's the, the console oh so he's driving in her head he's like he's, holding, he's her, holding head. her head down okay and she at this point said i could barely breathe because he had beaten me up so bad like my eyes were starting to swell shut my mouth was full of blood mm. my nose was broken so i couldn't breathe out of it she's like i really at this point thought i'm going to die so he has her head down there so she can't see where he's taking her and they make a turn and she's pretty sure that they just turned into a cemetery oh what mm. a creep mm-hmm. and he keeps driving all the way to the back and then mm. he pulls her out of the car um at the very back edge which is like wooded mm-hmm. always yeah because he's a fucking mm. and um he then continues to rape her on and off for the next like few hours jesus so <clears throat> it's not it's not looking good she said she was just like thinking about her family and like oh my God. She, she kept thinking like maybe if I had been a better person this wouldn't be happening to me. Which no, I was you like, were too good of a person. Correct, ma'am. And this isn't your fault. No, not, I don't you, mean it like that. No, but that's like, the thing is like that's how the human mind works though. And like mm-hmm. she was just like maybe if I make a pact with God right now he'll let me live. You know, like just that stuff that runs through your head. Um, like she was not ready to die, but she had accepted the fact that she might not make it out of there. Right. So then he finally decides he's done raping her for hours and um, he stands up and he keeps talking to her in Spanish and she's like, I don't know what you're saying. And then he starts doing the thing where, you know, you take your pointer finger and you run it across your neck Mm -mm. like you're going to slit someone's throat. No. And he kept saying, muerta. 
which means die, dead, kill. I don't know. Something. I don't, Jenny didn't take Spanish. Sorry. But she was like, oh shit, he's telling me he's going to kill me now. Like I am screwed. So she's still laying on the ground because she's still so hurt from the initial beatings that she doesn't know what to do. So he starts stomping on her chest. Oh my God. Um, he uh, starts kicking her in the head. He then takes her head and bends her neck <gasps> back, like her head all the way back until it can't anymore because he's trying to like snap her neck. Oh my neck. God, stop. That's like one of my biggest fears is getting my neck snapped. That oh. He was trying. Oh. He was trying real hard and he kept yelling like, die, bitch. And what she- What's wrong with this guy? No idea. He's a psycho. I don't know. So he's like trying to break her neck. Oh my God. Then he like, she, she like, he's not doing it. So he like slams her back down on the ground. He goes into the wood and gets a branch off a tree. He brings it back and starts beating her head with the branch. He really wants her dead. So like, she wouldn't you bring some like a knife? Dude? I don't know why, if he planned why this. Why wasn't he more prepared for this? Right. I don't think I don't think he knew he was going to do this this night. Side note, though, as soon as he said going to the cemetery, it reminded me of Danelle saying how she would kill Todd and hide the body. Oh, well, that's off of a forensic files from <laughs> someone we work with actually saw the forensic files and was because we always joke about if we're ever going to kill someone like how we would do it yeah and um what a funny joke hilarious so funny although todd when we went to hawking hills was like i mean this would be great like i could easily like it's an ongoing joke with us oh kim does it too like when Sick we're planning twisted. the trip at the end of the month and i was gonna be a surprise she's like are you gonna kill me <laughs> Like, I didn't you better make it. it look like an accident. You're like, yeah, you, as long as I have you, a tree branch, apparently I can do it. There was a Forensic Files episode where someone was killed and then he worked at like a graveyard and there was like a freshly dug grave and the funeral's like the next day. Oh God. And he put a body in the grave that was ready for the funeral and then put dirt over it and they almost laid another casket on top of it. Ooh. It's like the perfect. It's he, pretty foolproof. He got caught, but he got caught. Yeah. Mm. Almost I, foolproof. Almost foolproof. Yeah. Here's the thing. You're going to get caught. You are. Don't, it's DNA. Do not kill people. Don't do it. And you're a piece of shit, too. So also. there's that aspect. Well, uh, she was getting beat in Angel the face. Was, Angel was beating the shit out of her with a branch. And she said she was trying to fight for so long. And she eventually just like she wanted the pain to stop so bad mm-hmm. that she was ready to give up. She was just like, I just want to leave my body. Like, I don't want to feel this anymore. And she said eventually her body did stop feeling. Mm. And she kind of unintentionally played dead. Like her body wasn't reacting. Like, you know, when you, if someone hits you, you'll wince yeah, or you'll make a noise. Her body stopped doing any of that. It was just like he was beating a dead person. So at this point, Angel thinks he has succeeded in his mission. Um, And so he's breathing really hard because he (laughs) physically exerted himself. Yeah. And he started walking out of the woods and she Amy is still like laying there thinking, is he really gone? Like, should I move? Like, I can't move yet. And how long would you wait? Like, that would be also like her big thing was she could hear his breathing, like his heavy breathing, walking out of the woods. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, and then he obviously took her car. So I'm sure she heard that, too. Mm -hmm. So she once she thought it was safe, like the adrenaline of needing to survive kicked back in. So um, she said she just started walking out of the woods, like grabbed her jeans, put them on. I was like, girl, you were in jeans. Ugh, no. I would have just walked out naked and just been like, here I am. No. She goes, she said she just started heading towards light. So she heads towards lights. It's a neighborhood or houses or whatever. She goes up to one and uh, they call the police immediately because she is atrocious. Like oh, I'm covered sure in blood looks- from head to toe. So the police, there was a police officer who was on rounds that mm-hmm. night, um, and he got there first because he got the, the call first, and he said when he pulled up, he saw someone standing on the front porch, and he said, I thought they were covered in mud. Oh, my God. And he said, when I got closer, I realized it was blood. Oh, my God. The fact he, that she survived. And he said, she, and the fact that she walked out of the woods after that kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. So she went to the hospital and she had to be put in a coma for 24 hours oh my because God. her injuries that she talked about were mostly to her face in all honesty. I mean, she had other Probably injuries. Probably her chest and neck too. Well, like, because yeah, he was stomping on her chest, but she had 
both eye sockets were broken. <gasps> her nose was broken. And she said her cheekbones were, like, Aww. so shattered that they were, like, eggshells. Poor baby. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I can't She even. had almost 100 stitches in her face alone. 100. A piece of shit. Yes. So. Tell me he got zapped and zapped them. <laughs> strap him and zap strap him. him and zap he them. did not get strap him and zap him punishment but he did get a good punishment so uh obviously she knew exactly who attacked her because right. she worked with him so she was like angel hernandez so she actually was able to tell the police officer that took her to the hospital who he was before they in put her in the coma happened, yeah and so by the time she was out of the coma and out of surgery to fix some of the things that had happened to her they already had him in custody good and how scared would you be when you woke up like has he been arrested like is he gonna come back to the hospital and try to kill me or yeah so when she woke up the officer told her, we have him in custody. And she immediately said she felt this like relief wash over her. And mm-hmm. she immediately fell back asleep because she finally felt at peace with like what had happened. Mm-hmm. So she, um, it didn't really give much information about what she's doing these days, but she did say that she feels like she's a stronger person for going through this. Oh yeah. And that she, she's a she actually said she feels more confident as a person now because of what she knows she can like make it through. Mm-hmm. So she just feels like a stronger, more, a better version of herself. Not that she wants it to ever happen to anyone else, but right. she definitely said her confidence is so much higher now that she's... She probably took what she could from the experience and moved on because you have to. Yeah. I mean, and um, Angel Hernandez got 80 years in that's prison. That's it? He should have got double life. <sighs> agreed. Agreed. However, 80 years, by no the time parole. he gets out... Yeah, I don't think so. That didn't say, but... By the time he gets out, he'll probably be dead. Like, he's, I think he was in his late 20s. I was going to ask you how old he was. So I think he, he was, was in his young, though. I mean, to do that to somebody. Yeah, but I think a lot and of offenders are. I don't think that's are, his first time either to well, do that. Well, that's what they said. They said they don't think that he, uh, this was his first offense. Because when he, when they brought him in, he confessed so quick and with no emotion. He basically said, this is what, this is what I did. And you no know? reasoning. Like, I, there wasn't, I left like, her for dead. I thought I killed her. Like, didn't happen, I guess, because here I am. So, yeah, he definitely had no remorse. Um, and so they were like, we definitely think he's done this before, but he's also, and this has, I mean, I'm not saying this like, I, this is not an immigration stance, but he was an illegal immigrant. So they're like, he could have been doing this in his home country for who knows how long, then came here and did it. But no matter what stance you're on in immigration, like you still should be able to do a background check on somebody, right? Like, yeah, but they I can't, like, I mean, they can't go back to his, I know, his origin which, country, which I don't know what but yeah long story short like so they don't think this is his first time but they can't prove it so Mm -hmm. he did get 80 years which I think is like decent but you know I would have liked it like you said if he got like multiple life sentences or if they strapped him and zapped him whatever I think it'd be really hard if that happened to like someone you love or your kid to right. not want to murder that that person for doing yeah. that because it was just so cruel like who does like the neck part just gets that me. part and like hitting her in the face with a branch like I just there's a lot of, there was a brutality to it like the yeah. police officer said he has seen full-grown men who have been beaten less severely and died than what he saw with Amy so like her beating was so severe she should have died mm. I but hope she's living her best life now me in too. a very happy space. Well, and considering that he's in jail, rotting away, and yeah. probably getting some a little bit of justice, like, you know, jail yard justice. It, it does make you think, the like, back to your 20s, like, all the stupid things oh. you did. Yeah, such and an idiot. On we're a lucky regular to, basis. to be here in one piece, I feel like, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing story. Thanks. Good job. Thank you. Again, off memory. <laughs> Jenny Day. Jenny Day. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Day. No notes. No notes. Nothing. Okay. Tell us a story. Okay. Really lighten it up after Thank those. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so a restaurant in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, unveiled this type of pizza. Since there's so many options, I'm going to narrow it down. It's related to breakfast in some way. Hmm. Hold on. Let me, yeah, I want to think about this one. Okay. There's a chance you guys could get this, narrowing it down oh. that much. I've had breakfast pizza. It's delicious. It's obviously not a normal, like, <laughs> egg and bacon pizza. I know. That's why I'm, yeah. like, trying to think hard. Huh. I mean, my first thought, which is 
usually not the right thought. I'm it's ready. like a pancake, like a pizza with like pancakes. Oh, like a and pancake crust like a or something. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. I was thinking like something topped with like yogurt and granola. Jenny's close ish. Oh, okay. It's a Fruit Loops pizza. Oh. oh. So the sauce is a sour cream and cream cheese sauce. Then it's topped with mozzarella, Fruit Loops, and drizzled with Greek yogurt and condensed milk. That sounds gross. What's That's the rage? What, like, what? What's the feedback on it? Uh, it's not unveiled. It's not live yet. But some people, <laughs> the bottom of the article says, some people says they're eager to try it. Some <laughs> say it's a crime against humanity. I, w- I, mm. I, it wouldn't be what I picked out on the menu. I would but. try a piece for free i would well, never yeah. buy it but i wouldn't buy that whole pizza that's no. a big pizza no that's disgusting yeah i here's the thing i'm not a cereal person anyway oh, so like I love you can't, cereal could eat cereal all the me time. too no you can't i mean you I, I you can't get you can't pay me to eat cereal now you want to put milk on that shit get out of here with that I mean, no i do almond milk but yeah ew that's even worse that's pretty good Ugh. Kim has a vanilla almond milk. It tastes pretty good with like. I've been making my own almond milk. Oh, what do you do? Do do they have little nipples? Hmm. Almonds. (laughs) I'm like, what? Cheesecloth. (laughs) It's so easy to make, Jenny. Yeah, my mom makes it all the time. Yeah, listen, I'm not making. Let's not get. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. No, because we're all gonna have a debate about milk. No one's gonna care. And no one. And no one's gonna care. And I love dairy. Um. Okay. Well, that was a good one. Uh, I like this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.